Warning, this show of ours, before I forget, may contain some themes and ideas and other crap that you may find offensive. We're sorry. Listener discretion is advised. Also, the opinions and ideas expressed in this show, this podcast, this thing of ours called Before I Forget, are our opinions alone. They do not represent the Army or any other organization. It's just us talking. Anyway, thank you for listening to Before I Forget and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Before I Forget. Tyree and Kevin here. Say hi, Kevin. Hey. Hey. And today, our special guest, uh, the one that we've been talking about for a minute and waiting to try to get onto the show, um, is uh, Command Sergeant Major Sims. Hello. Very good. Very good introduction. I'm <laughs> sorry, man. I froze up. I, I, it's been a, a minute trying to get all this together. And yeah. here we go, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely worth it. It's glad to, I mean, I keep up with you guys on, uh, on Facebook and social media. I've listened to actually quite a few of the podcasts. I really, I appreciate what you guys are doing, you know, cause it means a lot to the soldiers that are out now, especially the one we're over there with. So, Hey, it's better late than never. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> It's kind of been the big push of it is we want to get a lot of this stuff out like before we forget all like the fine details, um, which has been really interesting. Like talking to other people, like Tyrese stated before, is that like we're we're re-remembering things that we had previously forgotten that somebody else remembered. So it's really neat to put that whole picture together. <clears throat> yeah. So yep. s- since we're going to put some pictures together, I'm going to um, ask some questions that I ask of everyone that comes on our show. Okay. Your career spanned way before 9-11. Uh, station, and there's a guy I used to party with on the beach. Uh, Craig was there. I'm like, Craig, he's like, Ty, what's up? And just Gunny walks around the corner. Says, you have what it takes to be a Marine. And I was like, well, yeah, only if you can get me out of uh, my National Guard contract. <laughs> and they said, Roger that. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, the next thing you know, I'm at MEPS. And they're like, they're asking me, when do you want to go to boot camp? I was like, well, I just graduated basic training like, like a year ago. And they're they're like looking at me cross. Like, hey, you know, I'll go on the next. I'll go on the next thing smoking. Uh, so so I went and did it. And uh, you know, but yeah, it's uh, definitely fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> going to basic training twice is not fun. I mean, boot camp. So boot camp between uh, compared to basic training. So boot camp was a, a mental mind game. They they messed with us the whole three months we were there. And then then I went to the school of infantry after it. Um, I think that the army basic training was a little bit, uh, more structured. So I went to the army basic training first and, you know, that was 11 Bravo. And then they were teaching us tactics when I was in boot camp, and I'm like making corrections on the people. And what happened to me then was, you know, I got smoked. I was like, hang upside down trees. I called it digging. So I was doing mountain climbers, digging holes. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Right. So we're in the army now. Uh, yep. we're, we're, where are you uh, first stationed? Uh, my my first duty station was actually Fort Campbell, All right. and that's the, the only place I've been to twice in 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 the army. Dang, that's kind of impressive. How did that compare to yeah. um, Marine uh, installations? Almost year in the Marine Corps, I lived in an open squad bay. Because could you imagine that? Especially when you have you know you want to go on a date or something, um, or you want to bring bring a, a date over. 
it's not very good in, in the open bay. Right. Uh, but you know, the difference in, when you make NCO, you get to live in, in, um, in, in like a, a barracks room, but the difference between both installations were nice comparatively. Uh, but the, the difference, uh, like on a Marine installation compared to the army installation, uh, way back then is, uh, the, the commandant of the Marine Corps said, if you're old enough to serve in, in my, my Marine Corps, you're, you're, you're old enough to, uh, have an adult beverage on base. And that's a strike difference between the Marine Corps and the army is like, you know, you figure, okay, I was 21 by the time I came back in the army, but it was like, what do you mean? You, we can't go to the, the enlisted club. Oh uh, yeah. So, you know, the young youngsters aren't allowed in there, but I mean, that, that was a long time ago. It's definitely not like that now. Um, and, you know, going back and looking, uh, and seeing the improvements that, you know, the army's made, seeing the improvements that the Marine Corps has made in the quality of living for, uh, the Marines and the soldiers is, uh, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty opening, but you know, it's still funny as I think about Fort Campbell, my first time there, you know, the barracks that my soldiers lived in when I was there, of course they're gone. They have new and upgraded barracks, but the motor pools are the exact same. So you can imagine, um, <laughs> you know, you get 10, 15 years of stuff in this little tiny, tiny motor pool and you can't even, you know, put stuff in inside the thing. It's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, that's wild. You would think that, like, especially like the motor pool or some of those buildings would have been updated by then. But well, it's, it was like it's like our motor pool in Schweinfurt. Remember how crappy it was? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Then you go. Then you went over to uh, the con barracks where uh, one seven seven. The other guys were. Mm-hmm. The big, you know, the big covers over everything. You know, we're, we're in the motor pool on uh, on Ledward. You know, in, in the snow and the rain. You know, and you know, you know the deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Frozen toes. Hung, hung out there quite a bit doing layouts, BII stuff, camo nets. For reasons that only you would know. <laughs> right. I, I didn't make I didn't make a lot of stuff up, so <laughs> all right, I'm still holding you hostage and all that for that. So we're gonna fast forward a lot because I, I don't want to okay. waste too much time. We're gonna get right into uh all the way into when we got to um Samara, Iraq during our deployment. Um, right. So at that time, we had a different first sergeant. It was First Sergeant Salinas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I actually the- still get to see him. Oh, you do? He's uh, he's the LTP coach at um, uh, uh, JRTC. So he teaches. Uh, so as Sergeant Majors rotate through, he's like the he's a, he's the trainer that helps Sergeant Majors get ready to go through the Joint Readiness Training Center. Oh, okay. That's cool. Somebody had said that, uh, in, in previous that he was at Fort Irwin. So I guess he's at Polk. Polk. So he lives in Texas still and uh, commutes uh, to, to Polk uh, probably 10 times out of the year, unless there's something special that's going on. Yeah, but he, I've, I've run into him multiple times. He's he's doing great. He's still the exact same. Same oh, guy gosh. screaming, don't crap, be stupid. Crap, <laughs> crap talking, skinny yeah. still. You know, he's, he hasn't changed one day. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah, it's good to hear. Okay, so uh, you take over for... Uh, for First Sergeant Salinas, and uh, you show up as uh, uh, First Sergeant Sims with uh, a whole group of uh, Blue Spaders. Well, yeah, uh, you, you hadn't got your diamond just yet, right? You, you, your first like week with us, you were Sergeant First Class, about to be promoted, right? Well, uh, so I kind of got I got there, and I think uh, uh, it was Colonel Allen and uh, was mm-hmm. it Smith? I think it was Smith. No, yeah. they they promoted me, and I came down. But so when the guys came down and picked me up, I was still Sergeant First Class. That's a funny story, though. I got to tell you guys this. I, that way everybody can hear it. So I'm, you know, more platoon sergeant, 177 armor. And, uh, you know, we got we got in the country, and uh, they gave us this crappy mortar fire position. So the guys we took over for, it was a complete crap show. 
And uh, I cleaned all that up. There was a house there. And then Colonel Huebner, the uh, the battalion commander, was like, Sir, or Sergeant Sims, you know, whatever you want to do with this house. I said, well, can I get contractors in here? And all this, and they're like, yeah, roger that. I, I have to send you guys a picture of it. But I basically took this shell of a house and built the house. And he told me I had to name it before I left, so we called it the Animal House. But but anyway, you know, so we ran to FTC out of there. All the soldiers lived there, and the, the gun line was, like, right next to the house. But, um, yeah, I'll never forget that. That was a lot of fun. But the funny story is when I got selected, uh, remember, remember Sergeant Major Calpina? Yes. Mm, yeah. yeah, so him and uh, General Retired, then Colonel Dragon, came down. <laughs> And uh, and they called me up to the talk, and uh, it's like, hey, hey, Sergeant Sims, the, the battalion commander's pissed, and the brigade uh, sergeant major and brigade commander up there. I'm like, crap. So I go up to the talk, and and these guys just start cussing me out. I'm like, this this isn't funny. So I was, I was like, what what did one of my soldiers do? That's that's all I want to know. And they're laughing. It's like you made the list. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what list? <clears throat> list. It's okay. You gotta help me. Yeah, here. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> so you made the first or the master start list. I said, oh, great. So what does that mean to me? They're like, well, we want you to go to Bravo 126. I'm like, oh, where are they at? Samara. I said, when do you want me there? And they're like, tomorrow. I'm like, holy wow. crap. <laughs> pretty, pretty heavy. But uh, right into I had a it. lot of time. Yeah. I had, you know, three years, three, almost, you know, all the time. You know, we went to Kosovo. I, I was there with you guys. I was just in 177. Mm-hmm. But um, okay. you know, I had... A lot of time to uh, grow and learn how to be a first sergeant because it seemed like every time we when we went to Hohenfels, our first sergeant went to a school, so I was I was the first sergeant. Right. And then when we deployed, he went early, so I was the first sergeant that pushed the you know pushed the company down there, and then uh, he left early, so I was the first sergeant again. So I had some growing growing time to to learn, you know how to do what I was going to do. But then what was great is that I got to work with. Uh, you know, almost all, all the first sergeants in the in the brigade, and uh, especially going through Hohenfels, I got to really know quite quite a few of them because you know I was back in the BSA with the HHC, and I was giving them chow, fuel, and all that stuff. So uh, that that was quite memorable. But I'll never forget that day. He's like, "You made the list." I'm like, "What the <laughs> hell are you talking about?" List. What's that? Uh, what's that? Like when as soon as they tell you you're going to Bravo one two six and you're reporting tomorrow, like and so it, you you'd already done first sergeant duties um, there in one seven seven, but now you're going to take over actual first sergeant position for a company that you don't know and we don't know yeah. you. Um, what's that thought yeah. process like? I, I think you know the biggest thing that I did is uh, so I, of course I, I had the the S two there give me an intel report on what was going on there, so I'd know. Hmm. Uh, but then you know what was cool is when I, it, I think it was Codwell. I forget who all came down to pick me up, but, you know, it, I think even Attic may have been there. Uh, but they, they kind of gave me a lay down at what, you know, who's who in the zoo and, you know, <laughs> told me about the platoon sergeants. And then when I got up there, I, I talked that I talked to first sergeant Abby. Um, I think, uh, I think for Gosto, I think the, the quarter cap guys were even there on, on, with us when I first got there, but, you know, they kind of sat me down and talked me through it. I think, uh, you know, my thing was, is I had to get out and meet everybody. So, you know, I, you know, I needed to go on patrol right away when I got there. If we're, you know, on guard duty, I think it was, uh, oh, remember Iola? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so McCleary, right, you know, he was a you know, chef in a former life, right? And his mom sent like a, a snow cone machine over. And <laughs> I was like, I was taking ice creams out to like the people on uh, on on guard there at Brassville Moor. And they're like looking at me like, First sergeant, where'd you get this? I said, don't don't worry about it, man. It's for you guys. <laughs> and it was so funny 
because uh, I always, you know, you know, the other first sergeant didn't used to do this. I said, well, I'm not the other first sergeant, it's me. Uh, but uh, and I think uh, with anything, like I tell, I tell, you know, like young battalion sergeant majors and battalion commanders, I said, you know, the basis to anything is your first counseling with, you know, give, give me my lesson, right limits and tell me what you want me to do. And, you mm-hmm. know, you know, Captain uh, Rockefeller was, was all over that. He's like, Hey, I need you to get to know people, but I need you to get out and patrol. I need, they needed me to be present with you guys. So that way I could learn who you were. And um, mm-hmm. I couldn't ask for a better group, you know, Sergeant Baggett, uh, Sergeant McKinney. Um, I, yeah, did, I wasn't very uh, tight with uh, third platoon uh, at Womack, but, uh, you know, it, once the once the platoon got down with us, I mean, I, I really clicked with all the squad leaders and everybody in the platoon, minus that platoon sergeant. The, What's funny is, uh, so Sergeant Womack was actually one of my drill sergeants uh, in basic training. Kidding. Yeah, wow. when he showed when he showed up, uh, me and uh, me and Griffin, we saw him. We're like, "Is that Drill Sergeant Womack?" And like, we were, we kind of froze for a bit, and then got, we saw his name tag. Like, "Oh my gosh, that's Drill Sergeant Womack!" So we go up to him. You know, we snapped a free dress. We said, "Drill Sergeant Womack." He turns around and says, "Don't ever call me Drill Sergeant again." Yeah, Roger that. But uh, but that's so that that is that's interesting. So like for us, you know, we we had um, you know, for the company, right? We switched out from Captain Ocasio to uh, Captain Rockefeller the day of deployment, the day of movement, and then. You know, we we lose Lieutenant Gunther and we get Lieutenant Westling. We're getting a new first sergeant. We're like, dang, like, what is going on here? But um, as we've as we've mentioned plenty of times in the show, like, we've been. Ext- I think we were extremely fortunate with every leadership, every every bit of leadership we had along the way. Um, you know, to to include like when we had when we, when we swapped out from Sergeant Swain to Sergeant Baggett, uh, you know, four or five months prior to deployment, um, when we just got like super super lucky. And we we kind of understood that like first time Selena ran a lot of interference for us. Um, that's yeah, the, you well, know, the, I, I was the, tracking the, the, the younger soldier did. He did, but right? He, he masterfully did that. I think, uh, you know, I think the screaming match between him and uh, and Captain Acasio at that that one point. I don't know if any of you guys saw it, but you know, I think that's when General Dragon decided it was time to put Captain Rockefeller in, in the company. Mm-hmm. We were definitely thankful for that. Like I can tell you, like most of the company wasn't too much of a fan of the, you know. But anyway, um, that's a whole different story. Um, yeah. But when we when we when we received you as the first arm, we're like, hey man, so like first arm Selena, I know we, we ran a lot of interference for us, and like now we're gonna now we're possibly gonna lose that. So who's this guy? And I mean, yeah, you you very quickly showed us that you were there um, to to lead us and to be the example and to be the best first sergeant that you could be. And uh, <laughs> and I, I we I you know it, it's come up so many times in the show and like you guys absolutely nailed that role. Like we attribute our successes to that year to the leadership that we had in place. Definitely. <clears throat> what I feel about the whole thing Hands was down. there were so many of us that had been together for so long at that point, uh, for mm-hmm. years way past, you know, normally when you're in the army, you have a few years at one place and then you, you PCS and go to a new place. Well, a lot of us got stopped. So we were there four years at that point. Well, some yeah. of us, so to have, basically the whole chicken with the head cut off is what we were at that moment. Like we, every single higher ranking position that we had was replaced by somebody right before we go on this deployment. And then in the early stages of this deployment, we get you and uh, we're kind of all looking like, man, this is going to be some wild stuff, man. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work out because he you were so think, you yeah. were quiet at the time to us to me anyway uh i remember the first time i saw you 
I was playing the bongo drums and my ass ripped through one of the chairs and I just plopped on the concrete and you looked at me, just shook your head and walked off. And I'm like, that is not <laughs> the way that. we <laughs> have a proper introduction with the new first sergeant. So <clears throat> from then on, I'm like, well, okay. He didn't make too much fun of me. I think he's not half bad. I saw the funniest <laughs> thing I ever saw you do. The funniest thing I ever saw you do was, uh, you, you had to get up on and you were dancing around. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget that. Yeah. yeah Razor. Yep. Mm-hmm. FY, the, what, what would become uh, PB Razor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, was, we, I got a video somewhere of uh, Tyree walking up to the Bradley. Um, uh, me and me and Sergeant Baggers in the back. And I think somebody else at Peoples or Griff, I can't remember. But uh, Tyree goes walking up, he's got a cigarette and he's got the AK. And Sergeant Baggett's like, <clears throat> hey, I think we just. We shot a guy who looked just like that the other day. Tyree, well, I'm getting out of this. <laughs> yeah. Where's my changing, Time to change. changing room? Stage right. I'm in there. You're right. Um, so what is your initial, what do you remember about the first time that you had to deal with us in contact in sector? I, and you know, also so- on top of that, dealing with the, with the, uh, with the captain too, because this is the first time I actually get to ask somebody, what was uh, the captain thinking about during these incidents? Yeah, so I think uh, what what's what was great about you know this is in my situation I I was I was stop moved right there with you guys so I've I've been in the brigade for four years as well mm-hmm. uh, so it's kind of lucky that 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 juncture because having gone to the field with you know the brigade having gone to those home fells rotate all the things that we've done that led up to that point I worked a lot a lot more with Charlie Company than I worked with Bravo Company. But, you know, the ease of transition, knowing, you know, what the SOPs were, what the standard was for, for the, the battalion made that easy. But uh, I tell you, I mean, no, nothing better. I, I, my first impression, though, I got to tell you guys, it was with uh, was with first platoon. Uh, you remember how down there, but his dumbass went down there anyway. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, man. Uh, so, you know, that that's the thing. But then, you know, the firefight at the ODA house. Um, I don't know. Were, were you guys out there? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so that's that's my first impression, and the impression uh, myself and you know then Captain Rockefeller has hey, we we got to get out there and take a mammo, and you know we got we what what support do we have to give those people out at the ODA house, you know so I, I know you guys fought overnight and we, I don't know how he figured it out but you know his smart guy right so you know former enlisted became an officer. Uh, but he just laid down laid down things that made made sense, and it made sense to him, but it made sense to us too. You know how we're going to set up a patrol schedule. You know what platoon we're going to put where because you know the strengths of the of a fighting platoon like second platoon is like you know we're going to put them in in the crappiest place we can put them because we know they're going to you know go out there and execute the mission and, and it's going to it's going to go well because you were fighters. Damn and, right. You know, that, that's and you had to you know thinking about you know you guys between first and third. You know third. That's why I spent more time with first and third than I did with second. It's like, you know, the second time we went in, I, I came over initially. You need to bring him back on, you know, because he owes me. Just the next time you talk to him, don't ask him what it's for, but he knows. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah but it, I mean, for the fighting sake is, uh, you know, it, I always, always equate that company to, you know, everything because, uh, you know, we all knew each other. You know, like you, I've heard you say is like, it was the same thing for me. I knew people at night without nods on. You know, I, I can walk around the area and like see somebody in front of me and know who, who it was by their walk or by their boots. Um, it, you know, because we just, I mean, we spent a lot of darn time together. Mm-hmm. And then you just you get to know, you know, that soldier and that person. You could tell the voice on the radio if there was any stress, you know, but, you know, 
for for so uh tenant west when you know he, he'd get a little bit high pitched and, and freak out but you know every time Sergeant Baggett clicked on the hand mic it, everything was calm everything was good to go remember the night you guys were rolling out and lieutenant westling ran over the uh italian mine <laughs> Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we we talked about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I was going, I was, I was going out with you guys, and uh, you know, he's freaking out because there's still one of those things underneath his, his uh, Bradley. I crawled up underneath the Bradley and pulled it out and threw it in the freaking moon dirt, and uh, <laughs> he's freaking out on me. I was like, hey, sir, yeah, I'm not really interested in what you think, but you know, okay, you can you know start recovery operations because the other mine's out of the way. Yeah, that was that was always a fun night. The um, I think I think one night that. Um, kind of displays like what what happens when we know what's going to go wrong and we still have to go out and and, and make the mission happen and you know what goes wrong actually goes wrong and we still managed to get through the night with uh with with no casualties no losses or anything was the the night that we did that that golden quran yeah uh you were part of that right or was that before you uh so i got there after no you talking about when we went back in no this was uh this would have been that, that summer i think um it was before we had to pull out yeah, yeah, they they there. gave us this big weird mission to go get this golden special magical Quran, which was cool and everything. You know, we're always down for anything, but it was clearly a, an ambush to us, and yeah. we didn't know uh, what what your thoughts on that whole thing were because you know we were just and ready to we go. Did a, we did a, we did a lot of things during that uh, that time that made me scratch my head. You know, especially the the first time we pulled out of the city. Oh yeah. Mm. I'm like, you know, I, I, me, me and uh, Captain Rockefeller would talk about is like, what are we doing? And, and you know, even even Lieutenant Williams, like, like, why are we doing this? We'd ask the battalion commander, you know, you get, remember Colonel Shot when he came there, he always gave you a dirty look. Right. Um, but you know, that's what that's what uh, division and uh, brigade wanted us to do. You know, then of course we had to go fight back in there. But then I I, I think one time we're like like searching house to house uh, before the elections. Like, okay, why are we doing this? Nobody even lives here. Remember, remember Sturkey? No. Okay. Yeah. This crazy, this crazy guy freaking we climb over a wall and we, we're trying to kick a door in. And he took like, he did a flying, like flying double kick in the air. <laughs> he probably hurt himself more because the door didn't budge. You know, we eventually got in there, but it's like, why, why are we doing some of the things we did? Uh, I, I know in the greater scope of things, they, you know, Intel probably drove some of the things we were doing, but you know, why are we putting folks into into the in this in harm's way or or whatever? But you know, I think uh, because of the squad leaders and and Sergeant Baggett, that's that's why you guys were so successful. That, I mean, that's just me thinking about the, our experience. And, you know, and I always tell people I would take that company anywhere to fight. All the same people. You know, there, there there's a few people we probably didn't want with us, but. You know, with the folks that we had and the leaders that we had, we could we we accomplished anything. We've I, we've we've been saying that for I mean for a long time. I mean, a lot, some of us have stayed in contact over the years, and uh, we'll you know be sitting there having a beer and talking on the phone or something, and be like, man, like if I had to go back, it would definitely be with Bravo. Like that's just, and I, and I I've I've kind of made 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 a made notice of uh, you know you and your dress uniform, uh, sorry, Major Gillen's dress uniform, sorry, Major Afshirin's dress uniform, you know, all the guys that are still in and, like, have moved on and moved up, uh, you know, you guys also wear uh, the blue spader pin, and uh, I think that says a lot, I mean, especially with how many units you guys have all been in and deployments you've gone on, um, I mean, because you, you, I, I think you, I you, can, my, you can wear more, right? I look, yeah, I can, but I look at my, my company guide on every day in my office, so it's it's hanging up there, 
And then, you know, I have a blue spader coffee cup that every time I'm on a, on the VTCs, if I'm drinking coffee, it's out of my blue spader cup. And then uh, what was awesome being the division star major 101st, one, two, six is now in, uh, in the strike. Mm-hmm. Brigade. So, funny story is, guess, guess who's one of the uh, uh, battalion commanders in the strike brigade. He's not, he's not at one, two, six, but uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dave. Williams is in a first of the 502nd. Oh, nice. And always, I give my, I, I, we, we went and sought him out last week when we were in JRTC just so I could like put my arm around him and say, Look, sir, you're finally doing adult things. <laughs> <laughs> you got your big boy That's pants awesome. on. Look at you go. <clears throat> Look at you. Look at you. Hey, all off. right. Yay. <laughs> yeah. That would have been awesome, though, if you had got 126. But, you know, it was pretty cool because McLaughlin. When I found out I was going 101st, I, I called him. I said, hey, I'm going to go look after the Blue Spaders. Um, but, you know, I always – I had a Blue Spader tattoo on my arm. And uh, and every time we did division runs, I would, like, always roll my sleeve up when I went past the 126. I don't remember who it was. Who who was it that used to say, if you cut cut me, i bleed Blue Spader blood? I Colonel think Grisby. Is yep. that who it was? Yep. His, his – uh, when his – he gave that speech and uh, – I mean, that's, that, that was the, he may have told us when we were in Kosovo as well, but like when he told us, you know, yeah, if you cut me down to my, uh, down to my heart or whatever it is, you're, you're, yeah, he said, he said, just, you know, blue spader tattoo on my heart and I believe blue. He inspired so, a lot I, of folks. Actually, he, he, he pumped up a lot of people. Um, yeah. I think he was a, a big part of uh, the way a lot of the guys were because they were, every time he was around, it was always time to impress the crap out of him because, you know, he had those coins in his pocket. Yeah. So it's funny. So every, it's I call it my first infantry division of all. So if you come in my office, it, it's all my my stuff from uh, first ID. And then I got the, the honor to speak at their. Uh, they did like the year uh, of the soldier for first ID. So they they renamed all the streets at Fort Riley after Medal of Honor recipients. I actually got to go there when they you know did the one for Ross McGinnis from Charlie Company. And then I spoke at the uh, I spoke at their uh, at the end of year like uh, ball. And you know, I had some good threads in there about one two six and and talking about you know I don't know how uh, you guys let one two six leave the first infantry division, et cetera and so forth. But yeah, my, the first wall you walk into my office that it's all dedicated to the first infantry division. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I was really sad to hear that that uh, the blue spaders were pulled from one two six. Uh, I'm sorry for first ID, but hundred um, first is pretty cool. I hear. They have oh, a cool yeah. patch. Yeah. Like They've done said, some cool things. If you like it's the only, the only unit I spent twice in. So, I mean, I, I do love 101st. I'm, a, I'm actually, when I'm all done with the Army, I'm, I'm retiring in Clarksville. So, okay. that'll be. And I'll keep, I'll keep the blues. I'll, I'll always be able to watch after them then. <laughs> Until they get moved somewhere else. Yeah, like that. <laughs> right. Do you remember, uh, do you remember Sergeant Humphrey, Dustin Humphrey? Yes. Yes, I sure do. I, yeah, so yeah, he, I kind of lost contact with him. I think I was face, on Facebook with him. I've seen him a couple of times, but I haven't heard from him in a while. So he's, he's retired now. He lives here in Northwest Arkansas, uh, just okay. towns away from me, actually. And uh, we hung out not too long ago, and he told me a story I didn't, I, I had never known. But um, he said that uh, – so he PCS away from, from, from 126, um, and then I can't, remember, I can't remember where he said he got stationed after that. Um, maybe or something but he ended up pcsing back to germany and he was a platoon sergeant at second platoon bravo company 126 okay <clears throat> yeah he said like what are, he's like what are the chances he had no idea that he was going back to, to to the blue spaders he said that when he was there the platoon had requested to change their name from the roughnecks he was like what absolutely not no yeah. way 
So I don't know what they are now, but uh, it better still be the Roughnecks. That's all that matters. Better still be the Roughnecks. Yeah, I, so I'd have to find out. So next time I go down, I'll let you guys know. So they, uh, it's uh, they don't call it. They don't call the company Bushmaster anymore. I think they, uh, uh, forget yeah, what Viper they Company. It. Yeah, they, I mean that's bullshit. It's not freaking it, those bastards. Yeah. Anyway, I mean Viper, Viper sounds cooler, right? But Bushmasters, come on, come on, yeah. man. Yeah, we're in there. Come on. So, um, I know, uh, time is short. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on our show, uh, and thank everyone who had any part in getting this together because we know it was not easy. Go ahead. Sergeant Barry, shout out to Sergeant Barry because, uh, we've been in contact with her quite a bit and she helped us, uh, definitely with all the scheduling and, and the rescheduling and everything. So, oh, Sergeant uh, Terrell also. <clears throat> yeah. Well, but you gotta, you... my, my office linebacker, so. Nice. Yeah. They, no, they, so, they've been, they've, they've been tremendous in helping us get this all situated and, and taken care of. So yeah. Have, you, have you guys heard from uh Ryan Howell lately? Did I miss something? Uh, Cause he kind of, he used to call me once a quarter and I haven't got a call in a long time. We'll uh, do some re- reaching out. Um, I haven't seen him uh, on Facebook or any social media in a minute, to be honest. Uh, he takes, he takes breaks from social media quite a bit. Um, yeah you know, probably related to some things, you know, but um, I, yeah. I think the last time I saw anything from him was probably a year or two ago. And he okay. said that uh, he was going to take a break from, from social media, but uh, he should still have a, I mean, his, his phone, I'd imagine. Isn't he out there in California? Sorry, or wasn't he last? I believe so. He was last in Cali last time I was checking that. Cause, uh, and then I was cool as I got to a, a couple years ago, my, my, my wife has family that lives in Oregon. So I got to hang out with Codwell and uh, Doc Skillen. That was freaking amazing. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and that was another thing that uh, I'm glad you mentioned your wife, because uh, you know, you, you, your guys' marriage has spanned a very long time. And I wanted to, and we've done uh, interviews with uh, Mike and Sabrina Stamper and uh, uh, Chris and Sierra Walker, and I've got their take on like the, the military life uh, as a married couple and all that stuff. But you guys, you and your wife have spanned. Uh, 29, you know, 29 years. Yeah. I was gonna say almost three decades. Um, so as far as, you know, people that are listening and, and military folks with spouses and all of that stuff, like, what would you say is like the, the biggest contributor to y'all's success over this whole course? It's so uh, it, on the funny side of me, it's just because I listen to what she tells me to do. They're kind of like your guidance, you know, they're going to tell you, Hey, you're, you know, you're, you're drinking too much or you're doing this too much or, you, you know, there's things that the things that the, the wife will tell you, Hey, don't say that. She always tells me when I give speeches, Hey, uh, you know, actually read from your speech because I'll, I'll just start talking and mm-hmm. I'll start telling stories and start wondering, wondering, wondering. And Sergeant Major Terrell does that to me when I'm traveling now. So I don't get off, off cue. Uh, but, uh, I think for, you know, it, it, I think the key is, uh, you know, we still love each other. We talk to each other. And then, um, you know, she, she is, I, I think when you talk about, you know, we talk about people being resilient, I, I'm, I'm going to say she's hard, uh, because, you know, she, she raised our two kids when I was deployment after deployment and didn't, didn't complain about it. And then, you know, in the end, it's like, I know, you know, when I retired, I mean, you know, my, my kids and my grandkids and, and that, that's, 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 and my wife, that's what I'm going to have when I, you know, that I have to make sure that I cherish that. And it took a while, you know, it took around to the, about this, the, my second battalion that I understood that, you know, I'm not spending enough time with my family and then you have to carve out that time. And I, I, I 
always watch people cook and I've always watched cooking shows. And I think uh, it was after, after the second deployment, actually it was that deployment where, you know, we starved for a whole freaking year because, mm. you know, HHC would only give a striped chicken. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, to, for, to sustain ourselves, we'd go meet me and uh, our first Sergeant Vanna Claus and we'd go out and like find pizzas we get those pizza ovens filing. We put them, put them down there. And, and as sick as it was, you know, whenever on uh, on one when one of those uh, uh, a trucks got hit, we would always go out there and take stuff so we could like you know <laughs> take stuff back out for you guys. Um, nothing more batty. It was at a second deployment. Uh, I was like, you know, I put MKTs out of all all the cops. It's like I'm not letting these guys start. I was HHC on the second run. You know, it's like these guys are going to eat food while they're out there. It's not going to be like last time where we got food every other freaking day. And, you know, it's right. like, you know, but then I started learning how to cook. And I think what's, you know, actually helped us out over the past, you know, just the, the key. I, I'll call her when I'm coming home. Hey, what do you want for dinner? You know, sometimes it's not going to be like, a, you know, an elaborate thing, but just, just doing that, that way. She can focus on her on her day and doing what she's doing, and not have to like you know start cooking at sixteen hundred. But um, that's another thing that's kind of kept us going too. But uh, always being able to talk, you know, I tell her everything that's going on, except for you know some of the secret stuff she don't want to hear, and then you know, right. probably tell her anyway. But um, you know, it's uh, communication. Always communicate. If there, there's something something wrong, make sure that you get it off your chest and don't go to bed mad. Right. All, Easier all said than done. Sometimes. Yeah. For sure, but I mean, still, I mean, if it worked for you, you know, it's 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 about the effort. I think is what it's what it's coming out to. Exactly, yeah, it, it's effort. <laughs> it's a lot. It's hard work too. It's not easy, and that shows that you know in your career you put the effort in. They give you the re- responsibility in your marriage. You put the effort in. It lasts a long time, uh, and it's always a successful thing. And uh, we're all about success here at the uh, Blue Spaders. You know. Here on uh, Before I Forget, we're always about success, Kevin, right? Absolutely, yeah. We're definitely trying to encourage people. To, um, that was one of the things that we just we sat down with Mata and, and recorded. And uh, one of the things that he, a project that he has. I made you know. All right, I'm up. All right, so we're just going to close this out. Um, okay. Yeah, I apologize for that. We uh, kind of, uh, the anchor, or the, the Zoom thing, you're going to do like 40 minutes of recording before it uh, wants to charge you money. Yeah. Ah. Uh. We're, we're running on a shoestring budget here. <laughs> Got it. <clears throat> Which we need to improve now because, I mean, the, the, the size of our guests. I mean, we can have yeah. Joe Caldwell on or we can have the freaking Sergeant Major of the Force Comm on. Give me a break. Pound yeah. <clears throat> sand. Uh, normal you're, kind of, you're, kind of, you're kind of a celebrity around these parts. So. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like uh, Brad Pitt, but different. Way, 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 way more handsome. Or something. Way different. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Record, Diary. Let's go. Okay. And um, we're going to close this out in five, four, three, two, one. Sorry about that, guys. We got cut out from the last uh, recording that we had going on. And, uh, at this time, I'm just going to close this out because people are busy and they have things to do. Uh, Sergeant Major, thank you so much for coming on our show. I cannot stress how important it was to have you on. Um, it closes uh, 
the loop for a bunch of us. It it puts you or um, it it clears up a lot of questions that we have for certain things. Um, it's always cool to have someone come back and talk to the little guys. I mean, me and Kevin, like we said before, we started this whole thing from our cell phones, and I mean we're we're kind of still using them now, but things are improved uh, tremendously, and um. Hopefully things will continue to get better, but we cannot do that and we cannot improve uh, without first thanking you because we wouldn't have strived to get to this point. And no problem. So you guys are awesome. I really appreciate it. Kevin Tyree. Uh, I, I think about, I think about Bravo company quite a bit, you know, you know, did Caldwell Sullivan, I mean, Attic, uh, <laughs> elder. There's so many darn names that always come to mind when I think about uh my time, my time in one, two, six, but my time, especially with Bravo company, like, like we've said a couple of times throughout this whole thing, I, I would go, I would go to war with everybody from that company again and again. Um, and there's a lot of great lessons that, that I learned as a leader on how to engage with and how to talk to soldiers and really, you know, you know, what the importance is, the importance of uh, repetition. So all the training that you did leading up to this, all that time you spent together is so invaluable. So, like I'll, I'll tell units now, I mean, it's all about mastering the fundamentals. So those 10 level skill tasks that I've heard you guys talk about in other podcasts, you, you were good at it. You could shoot, you can move and you communicate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's the whole key to winning any fight. And, uh, you know, to, to always draw back on the things that I saw when I was, you know, in, in one, two, six, and also in even the dagger brigade, all those years we spent over there we all knew each other. We all knew how each other fought and we all knew, you know, what made that person to our left and right tick. And, you know, we knew when somebody was down too, we could look at them in their, in their face and say, there's mm-hmm. something wrong, something off today. Mm-hmm. But you know, that, that just comes with spending time together, but it, but it comes, uh, uh, spending time together in hardship. So all that damn time we spent in Graf and Hohenfels, all those years right. that we didn't spend <laughs> where our families are going out to the rock fabric or whatever. You know, we get good at what we were doing. And now it's like watching watching uh, soldiers and watching units now today, figuring that out, like going to every rotation at NTC and JRTC. I get to see I get to see our platoons and our companies fighting. You know, it, it almost reminds me of uh, of us, but, you know, not quite. I, I, I'm going to continue to push on the force comm side as well as General Garrett. We're going to make sure that all of our soldiers are well-trained and especially at the uh, company and platoon level because that's where all the fights are won. But it, it's a pleasure. And anytime you want me to come back on or, you know, I heard of something about a reunion, I'm all about that. And, there is. Uh, so whatever, whatever you need from me, you get. You always have a former uh, a former Bushmaster 7. Uh, I'm going to say it because they changed the name to Viper. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm always here, and, and I'm always here to help uh, anybody from uh, from our old unit. We're always begging for stuff. You have a coin? Oh, my God. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll up 725 and I'll get you guys. I'll square you guys away. So it's uh, we it's, it's no issue for me. There That's what Army Drafter said. Yeah. But uh, no, we do, we, do have a, we do have a thing coming up in, in June down in uh, Florida. You are absolutely invited, Sergeant Major. We can, we can add you to the Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> um, Send me a note, man. That'd be, that'd be great to see Peoples again. You know, I've, I've talked to him before about going down there and going fishing, but what that, an that is part of the thing. Yeah. Florida. They're, uh, they are, they're, to they're, Florida. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna charter uh, Peeps' boat for a day, and and, uh, and I think they have a crew of like fifteen or something that they're gonna take out. Um, so that'll be cool. Um, 
I do want to say one thing though. Uh, Tyrone and I were talking about it before before you came back on. Um, how you had mentioned like you know, being in communication with Al or like even just remembering people from the company, whatever. Like here you are, you know, damn near twenty years later, you know, recalling these people, talking about these people, like still in contact with some of these people, and <clears throat> like like Tyrone were talking, like you very easily could have moved on from from the company and moved up into your career, and and then let the past be the past. Like obviously, it you know the past is what makes you, but you you were actively involved in 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 all these people's lives uh even to this day and that i think speaks uh volumes uh about the 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 type of leader and the the, the character um of you Sergeant major sims and um <clears throat> one of the guys that i work with he's a he's a warrant officer in the army now and i asked him like what would you ask the force comms sergeant major and he's like i was like i think i would ask him what he does to uh be visible to the troops right and <clears throat> being friends with you on facebook I can I can see that you, you like you go places and you you meet soldiers and you're talking to that E three or that E four, and you're giving them credit for the hard work that they do. So like you, I don't know, man. The army, the the force comm army is is I would say definitely lucky to have a sergeant major like you. And we were we were definitely lucky to have a first sergeant like you. Like like Tyree said, we can't thank you enough for for being who you were to us and continuing to be that person today to the army. Yeah, I appreciate it. So I, yeah, like, like I said, I learned a lot of lessons from, uh, from you guys. I learned how to, uh, how important it is to, you know, be present, but then how important it is to get to know people. Like I used to memorize, uh, alpha rosters when I was a sergeant major, I'd memorize the soldier's first name and where they were from. But then I would go down there when I saw them, I, I would say like, Hey, Todd, you're from Florida. How, how's your family doing? They're like, Holy crap. How does sergeant major know that? It's like, the sergeant major knows everything. Uh, but you know, with, with you guys, it was easier because I was there with you every day and I got to know everybody and, mm. you know, that's a big difference. That's why, that's why I still keep in contact. And that's why, you know, it's, it was such a special company, but it, it was special to me because we were fighting and I had the opportunity to come serve with you guys. And, uh, you know, we brought everybody back. Oh, yeah. you know? So that's, that's like the biggest thing. And then it, it's, you know, I still I keep contact with people from HHC and then all the battalions I was in. They're, you're, I still have my, I, I call them, what do we call them now? They're my, uh, they're my eyes and ears in the force. So if there's a problem going on, and you know anybody that's worked for me before, they have no problem that they can contact me. They call me. You know, and it's amazing using uh, using uh, general. This it's called using your rank for good. So whatever I can do to impact to make make it better for the. Uh, for soldiers under me, that that's my, that's my 100% job. And, you know, I'm burning the air up, frequent flyer mileage, everything's going, you know, I mean, this, the next eight weeks I'm on the road, you know, I'm home, I, I go three or four days and I'm home for the weekend, but, but it's all about making contact with, you know, like if you saw my social media, I was at, uh, I was the first cab this week and, uh, and I was at JRTC the week before NTC the week before that. Then I'm going to go head to Fort Carson coming up. So it, it's all about getting out, and figuring out what's going on so I can, number one, report back to the boss. But this, this, uh, the force comm staff is amazing. So whatever problems are out there, I can bring it back to one of these staff directorates and they're going to take care of it. But it's all about taking care of soldiers. And, you know, you guys are special soldiers in my life. And you guys ever need anything, you just have to reach out. Absolutely, Sergeant Major. We appreciate it. Just really. so you know, yeah. already I have you on speed dial. So um, <clears throat> nothing for anything, you know, weird. But, you know, if you get anything late at night... <laughs> You see a weird text, just go with it. Yeah, ignore it. It's all good. It is all good. <laughs> all right, all right guys. Uh, hey, thanks, thanks for reaching out. This was a lot of fun. It brought a lot, 
I've been thinking about it since you guys talked about it. It's been bringing back a lot of great memories. And, you know, and the success of uh, a lot of you guys that are out there running around, I mean, it's it's awesome. You know, I really think of, of William Attic and, you know, the things mm. that he's, he's done. You know, I can't get political, but, you know, it's so awesome to see when, when our folks are out there, you know, what they're passionate about and how they get after it. And, and you guys, I live vicariously through you on, on your social media. So all, <laughs> all is good. And, uh, you know, one day, one day I'll retire and then uh, we can all, you know, do things that uh, I can give you more opinions that I can't give you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry, we look forward to it. Absolutely. All right. And you guys have a great day. And thanks. Thanks for reaching out. Appreciate it. Oh, man. Thank you. Right. All right. Blue Spaders. <clears throat> And that's that. That.